What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Pop the popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink. Because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Yeah, this is Steven here. How's everyone doing? I am so excited to be back. I am all smiles right now because this has been something that I have been really looking forward to. Yeah, and it's been a long time since we did did one of these. I know. I I just posted the podcast episode that I filmed with my brother Jordan, and that was filmed over a month ago. And then the last <laughs> episode we filmed was the week before that. So yeah, that's it's absolutely nuts. So, and you know, oh. So much has happened in that month. What the heck? Well, I feel like our world, like our personal life, got all flipped upside down. And then right as we were kind of climbing out of that hole, ready to get back into things, the world as a whole kind of got flipped on its head with the coronavirus pandemic. Yep. So that set us back. Yeah. And And we bought a house and that (laughs) set us back as well. So (laughs) it's just been a rough time for the Steven and Sierra in the world. But I think we're kind of getting out of the craziest part of everything. We are. And we're settling into the home. We're I getting f- our feet on the ground. I feel like we got the the hardest stuff out of the way. And now we just have the annoying stuff to get out of the way. Yeah, we were trying to... Actually, we got this really cool neon sign to hang on the wall of the podcast room that says unfiltered. We thought it'd be really cool for the background because right now it's just like a plain wall. Yeah. We spent, what, an hour and a half trying to hang it up? Yeah, we're trying to figure it out because it's it's really heavy and it's also expensive. So we're trying to make sure we do it right. And that we don't break it. <laughs> and, you know, we spent like half an hour trying to find out the right way to do it. We found a way. We're like, oh, this is it for sure. We started doing it and then like it just wasn't working out. So we obviously missed something. So Well, and also it's like it's 830 at night right now. And we're like, yeah, we're we, tired. And I think Stephen and I both are the kind of people that are like, when we get our mindset to something, we just have to hyper-focus on that. Yeah. And I think it was a very real possibility that we would have just worked on that sign for like four hours and then been like, oh, it's midnight. We can't record a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And especially because I, I didn't get really sleep last night. I was I was back at the old house finishing th- some things up there and uh, crazy times. Well, we'll have to make sure we get good sleep tonight. Yes, definitely. Um, But before we get into the podcast, well, I guess we're already in the podcast, but... What you drinking? I am drinking some water out of our new refrigerator. Oh. <laughs> my first glass of water, may I say. Oh, this is my first glass of water from the refrigerator, too. Yeah. So cheers to that. Cheers to that. We had to drain a lot of water and ice, and we're finally at the, we should be good to go 
phase. Yeah, I guess you have to drain the first like two or three gallons of water from a new fridge, which feels like such a waste, but that's what they said to do, so. Yeah, well, we uh, watered the plants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what did you do with that water? Just like threw it out in some bushes. Three gallons of water is not that much water. I mean, it's like a lot, but it's not that much. It sounds like a lot because you're supposed to drink a gallon a day. That's three days of drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you want to go ahead and do your hot take? <sighs> so you're never talking about this before, and I don't think I have a good one. I like, I just can't. I'm not inspired with hot takes. It's been so long since I get to hear you know you and Skylar to give hot takes I forgot what a good one is but I'm ready okay. nonetheless okay I did an Instagram live before this and I didn't have a hot take and I asked everyone for recommendations and I got one from a viewer and then as we were setting up I was listening to music and I got another one so I'm gonna do my original one and I'm gonna save my viewer recommended one for next week see that's not fair I'm the one who needs help so I should have been the one okay, who got the help neither of the then you go live on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a Steven Instagram live yo 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 what up like what would you say I would say, hmm, come with me. We're going to clean the pool. <laughs> you do a pool cleaning day come in the me. life? Come with me. We're going to play Call of Duty. <laughs> Mow the lawn, clean the pool, play Call of Duty. I could see you doing like Twitch streaming. No. Or lawnmower streaming. Lawnmower streaming. I could put like a GoPro on the lawnmower. <laughs> or on Bella as she watches you mow the lawn. I like that idea. And barks at the lawnmower. There's one thing people in the world don't want to do, and that's see Bella's every movement. I disagree. I think there'd be a market for it. People love Bella. Oh, boy. I got a DM the other day because I've been, I've been going through my DMs like so much. Usually I go through them like a couple times a day. Mm-hmm. And recently I've noticed that like whenever I go through my DMs, I'm always in such a better mood because, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this because then it's going to invite hate, but like... Not that many people hate me to the extent that they're going to take the time to write out a private message to me, whereas some people will in like comments so that other people will see it. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get that many hate DMs. So my DMs are kind of a safe place for me to go through. And every time I do, I feel so good. Like yeah. everyone is just so nice. And I love hearing um, from other people who watch my channel and stuff. But someone DM'd me the other day and said that she said, my friends tell me I have big Bella energy. I'm sorry, that is the worst diss anyone could give anyone. <laughs> I loved it, but I interrupted you. Do you want to do your hot take? Yeah, I'm, I don't even want to say it. I'm so embarrassed, but <laughs> my hot take is that I don't have a hot take. No. And how that's an issue. No, okay, my hot take. Um, so I just think of things that I like and you don't like because that's a good place to start for me. <laughs> I'm the kind of person who, like, I just love air blowing my face. Like a cheap Walmart fan just blowing it. Like a fan in my face. I like that. My hot take is that I like fans. <laughs> what? These Your are tr- hot take is that fan... Like, a hot take is supposed to be, like, controversial. So, yeah, we are in a pandemic. Things are serious. So, I'm gonna, you know, play it easy on the hot take. You you don't want to give a hot take that could polarize anyone. Yeah. You just want to be like, fans is, are good. Fans are good. And that's why we're going to unite as a people and agree that fans are good. I hope someone out there is like f fans like, well okay fans are the worst i'm talking about like put a fan in front of you like while you're watching tv you hate that yeah i don't like the feeling of air blowing in my face but i like ceiling fans because it just kind of circulates the air yeah. you know what was the funniest thing what? so my friend Corey was in a sorority mm-hmm. and so when she and she lived in the sorority house and one of the things that they did was because there was like she lived in a room with like 12 other girls so people would be coming and going at all different times 
So they had like four big box fans just going all the time as like white noise. Yeah, I, just, I love the white noise from fans. And now she can't sleep without a big box fan blowing because it's like trained her that like that sleep time is when yeah. the big box fan goes. So I went to visit her in Montana. It's like negative two degrees outside and she's got a freaking box fan blowing. <laughs> I mean, I had my fan in my entire life until I moved in with you. Well, no, because uh, our first apartment didn't have AC. Well, that's the point. I needed a fan. Right. I remember you I had the fan. You said until I moved remember in Remember I with had you. the fan on my side of the bed? I remember. And then I lost it one day. It was very sad. But why do you say until I moved in with you? Like I, I outlawed fans. You didn't like them as much, and it was just like some gentle pressure to get rid of mine. <laughs> like, turn it off. Well, we have a ceiling fan in our bedroom here, so yeah, I feel like that's, that's kind of a... That's honestly been my lifelong dream. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I just spit everywhere. I'm so sorry. Oh, and I saw it. <laughs> you. I just was so not expecting that. Well, that's my life aspirations, is to have a fan. I remember when we had been dating for like six months, we went to Disneyland and this was when you were driving buses at your college. Goals. And and you literally said to me as we're like holding hands on the shuttle bus, taking us from the parking lot at Disneyland to Disneyland. And you go, man, that guy's just living the dream. Someday when I retire, I want to just move to Anaheim and drive Disney buses. And you were dead serious. There was not an ounce of joking. There was a time where buses were my life and I loved driving buses. Do you still stand by that you want to move to Anaheim when you're retired and drive buses at Disneyland? I'm open to the possibility of spreading joy through driving such large vehicles. You would so be the person, too, who, like, kids walk on. You're like, well, hi, princess. Do you want a sticker? Hi, family. Hop on board. Happy magic day. (laughs) Thanks. Anyways, uh, what's uh, your hot take there? Oh, my hot take. Okay. So... This hot take is not for you because you have no idea who I'm going to be talking about. Dang it. Do you know who Olivia Rodriguez is? Oh, yeah. Do you actually, though? She's a great baseball player. Do you Do you actually I know have that? no idea. So she plays the lead in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay. And I personally think she is the next Taylor Swift. Maybe bigger than Taylor Swift. I started wow. listening to her music because she sang this song in High School Musical, the musical, the series called All I Want. And it's all I've been playing for the past... Four months, right? Is, is it inappropriate to just call that High School Musical? No, it's not High School Musical. It's High School Musical, the musical, the series. Wow, that is a mouthful. <laughs> so, Olivia Rodrigue, she plays the lead. She's 16 years old. She wrote a song for the show. Like, she actually wrote it, and Disney was like, this is so good. We're not... I mean, think of the writers that Disney has. Probably, like, the best in the world. They said, none of our writers can do it as good as the 16-year-old girl. And they actually used her song. Yeah, that's cool. I followed her on Instagram after I saw her um, interview with Genius where she went through the lyrics. And I was like, holy crap, this girl is so talented and so smart. And now she, while she's been like quarantined, she's been posting tunes where she just mm. writes songs and she'll post like a minute snippet. And it's like a mix of like kind of more indie sounding like Ingrid Nielsen but with that like Taylor Swift young singer songwriter vibe it is so good like I'm tempted to like record the audio of her playing these songs on Instagram just so that I can have them so to make fun of you for making fun of my hot take how is this a hot take you just like the girl 
But she's not, I mean, she has 2 million Instagram followers, but no, no one is really talking about how like, oh my gosh, she's, she needs to be taken seriously as a singer songwriter. Like she's so talented. Like I don't hear anyone talking about that. And I'm like, this girl is the next Taylor Swift. Like she is, she's so good. And it drives me crazy that people aren't like, don't recognize it in the same way. And they're Mm. just like, oh, that girl from high school musical. No. She she just hasn't blown up yet. She ha- I mean she has in a way, but I think her me- I think her music is going to become bigger than like her as an actor. That makes sense. So my hot take is that all of you are missing out by not following Olivia Rodrigo on Instagram. Is it Rodrigo or Rodrigo? I need to make sure I'm not messing. And my this up. hot take is that I like fans. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo is her name. Um, she posts these amazing little snippets. Of songs, and she's just so good, and her voice is so good. And I like fans. And you like fans. <laughs> I'm going to keep laughing about that. <laughs> so that's my hot take. That's uh, Steven's hot take. I've been stuck inside too long. Send help. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't really, because you have had. You are considered an essential worker, and you yeah. have to go to work. And I'm needed on site for like 40%, but you know, there are 40% of my week, work week, I am in the office, so. It makes me nervous. I don't like it. Yeah, it's... You know, it is what it is, and it's essential, so. Does it make you at least feel, like, important? Mm, not necessarily. No, you're not like, I'm essential. It just, what I'm working on is essential. <laughs> you you as an individual are not essential. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am replaceable, but what I'm working on is not. That's, I just, I just, it's hard because I feel... And I'm, I think a lot of people feel this way too, which I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I guess I will. I feel bad for complaining about the minor inconveniences that I'm having because of the coronavirus pandemic. I feel like I shouldn't complain or vent or talk about it because there are so many people going through so much worse. There's so many people losing their jobs. There are so many people who are losing family members, so many people who are losing their own life. And... I feel like for me to sit here and be like, my husband has to go to work. Yeah, no, it's it's hard. I can't go to Target. I'm like, I that's so dumb. Like, why am I even talking about that? But then also, I, I mean, feel like those aren't, we shouldn't necessarily bottle that up. And it's such a balance. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, that's just like a bigger human thing of like, you know, our perspectives are our realities. And it's hard to be like thankful and like understand the big picture and you know where you are compared to others and you know we're in a yes it sucks that i have to go to work but it's fine and i have to and i still have a job and everything like that so uh, that's why i don't mind the slightest bit because of my books this is totally fine um i just i'm just scared i'm just scared that you're gonna get infected and it's just scared of the unknown for everything and that's what no matter what it was if it's me going to work or some random post like uh, the what do you call him postman postal worker postal worker that's yeah. not the delivery man the ups guy yeah you know that's scary even if it wasn't me going to work then maybe that'd be the scary thing of the day like yeah it's just a time filled of unknown and so we kind of strike this fear and everything so well and that's another reason that social distancing is so important is that you know if let's say you did get it from going to work and you gave it to me that would end that spread with it just being the two of us versus if we went and hung out with your parents and my friends and went out to a bar like then we're continuing the spread versus like if we just get it hopefully we'd be okay but at least we wouldn't be spreading it to anyone else yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting so you know yeah 
you can go as far as you want down that path talking, but <laughs> I don't know how far we want to go. I've found it really interesting to just kind of like widen my lens and what I see by listening to what other people are going through and how other people are being affected. Like, I didn't even think about it, but so many people's weddings are canceled. Oh, yeah. Think about, like, that's crazy. People spend years sometimes planning weddings. And then the week before, two weeks before, there's pandemic. Yeah, no, it's, there's endless amounts of things. Like, you know, for us, it was like Sierra and VidCon. You know, Sierra's supposed to be this big featured creator this year. And that was supposed to be like a really big thing for us. But see, even talking about that, I'm like, that is literally the tiniest problem. And then there's people whose weddings got changed. Like, I can't even imagine trying to navigate you through that. Of having that, your dream day changed or like funerals. And like, how does that go about right now? And There's just so many things and like... Or even like, you know, let's say I had had my miscarriage a month later. Can you imagine going through a miscarriage right now, having to go to the hospital yeah. and... or and get, the, Yeah, and even giving birth right now. Like it's oh really restricted on who can come to hospitals and everything. So yeah, it's definitely a crazy time. It's definitely unprecedented, uh, you know, our lifetimes for sure, I would imagine. I feel like the only somewhat similar thing we've lived through was 9-11. And I was yeah, this six is... when 9-11 happened, so I hardly even remember it. Yeah, no, it's definitely crazy. It's like a similar feeling. Like, even though I was only six, I remember things feeling weird and feeling different and not knowing how to talk about things and how to ask about things. Um, and everyone just kind of walking on, like, eggshells. Egg yeah. And I kind of feel like it's the same right now where it's just this big event that's affecting so many people and i don't know yeah no and it's you know that mixed with you know insane amount of jobs being lost right now and just we should stop talking about coronavirus though because people want to use youtube as like an escape yeah it is crazy and we don't know how to navigate it so we're trying to figure (laughs) it out so we're just gonna not (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have no no like final say on anything last thing i want to say about coronavirus because i just think this aspect of it is interesting apparently youtube is demonetizing videos where people say the word coronavirus so i've heard a lot of youtubers that i watch being like you know that thing that's going on that we can't talk about i've just been saying it because i'm like i don't know i don't want to just be like so that thing, and if it gets to monetize, whatever. Well, I think the important part is never is just understanding that we don't know anything about this strange virus. Like you and I, mm-hmm. we're just oh, what's what do we watch on the news for five minutes here and there? We're not the final say, and it's up to us not to spread any misinformation. Yeah, but and then that's the other thing in terms of like spreading correct information. I feel this very strong sense of responsibility to not just pretend like nothing's going on because I do have a platform and there I feel like the one thing I can do to help with some sort of you know to to do something Mm -hmm. is to tell the people who are taking the time to watch my videos hey please social distance please you know don't go out please follow the CDC guidelines and so part of me is like I feel this big responsibility to say that and to to use my platform for something that's really needed but then also i know a lot of people are coming to youtube as an escape and personally when i click on a video and i just want to be entertained and someone starts talking about coronavirus i'm like i this is not what i came here for yeah so on that note we'll just send it right there um well not the podcast <laughs> nope okay, but that bye guys <laughs> yeah um yeah so- 
Okay, so that's obviously a big part of this last month. Yeah. But there's plenty more. So for those not in the loop, and I'm not sure how much you touched on this like in the last podcast, but you know, Sierra and I did get pregnant in February. Mm-hmm. And by Sierra and I, I mean Sierra. <laughs> you, well, you got me pregnant. I'm the one who was pregnant. Yes, that is correct. And then <laughs> at the end of, or no, that was in January. That was in January. And then at the end of February, Sierra had a miscarriage. I did. Um, so that was a very scary, tragic thing. Um, we definitely had talked about it in our vlog. I um, feel like I'm able to talk about it a little bit more now. You are. Because I think, I think it was really good for me to take a month away from YouTube. Yeah. Because I, I think my first nature would have been like, it's fine. I'll film a video about it tomorrow. And I'll start making normal videos again in a week. I'll, I'll skip one upload. There we go. Done. Yeah. And that would have been like putting a Band-Aid on a giant gaping wound. Like it's just not going to work. I needed to give myself some time to heal. Um, And now I feel comfortable talking about it. And not only comfortable, but I feel like we talked a lot about like, how can there be any good out of this awful situation? And I think the only thing Stephen and I came to is like spreading awareness and spreading my story so that people don't feel so alone. And so I think for me, by talking about it, I feel like at least I'm... Maybe I'm making someone feel less alone about it. And yeah, that, maybe I'm helping people understand miscarriages more. Yeah, that was the hardest thing. Um, like, one of the hardest things, not the hardest thing, was just feeling so hopeless and, like, out of control. Like, you know, you alone, because that's your body and your experience with that, having no control over that yourself. Yeah. But, like, you know, then I'm kind of sitting with this idea that I don't have any control of. And it's like, okay, how can I help this? How can I make sure no one goes through this again? And you know, usually there's like, oh, I can put money towards this and try to help, you know, advance research there. And at the end of the day, miscarriages, that's not how that works. Um, they're, they just happen and they happen pretty commonly. Yeah. Um, and the only thing you really can do is just share your story and let people know that they're not alone because it is a, an incredibly isolating, lonely thing. I was shocked at, at how many people who watched me online sent me messages with their story and then doubly shocked at how many people I know in real life who yeah. I had no idea had had a miscarriage, who sent me a message saying, hey, I just went through this six months ago or two years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is so common and I had no idea. Yeah, it's almost taboo to talk about it. Um, Which is interesting because I think for me, you know, once the shock of everything had faded away and I'm like, all right, how do I want to handle this? It was never a question of if I wanted to share it. It was a question of when and how. Yeah, and I could also see it being really hard for people outside of that experience to ask about it oh um, absolutely it's a very personal thing of course and it's it's hard to navigate so yeah i have a friend who also had a miscarriage and i really leaned on her during that time and for me it just felt so helpful to have someone who understood it and and someone who had been through it and also being able to see like oh i will get out of this like oh yeah. you, it does get easier and it does get better yeah that yeah that was a very important person um kind of at the beginning there and that was all happening so because me and yeah so i mean even just that whole thing was just so traumatic on so many different levels i was almost two hours away mm-hmm. when everything started happening um sierra's in la driving through la traffic trying to get to a hospital i i one of them like i don't know do you ever have those moments that just make you like believe in humanity again and you're like oh wow like People are good at heart. Like, there are some really crappy people out there, but, like... Most of humanity is is good. good. I had this moment where I was standing in the hospital waiting room. By yourself. By myself. 
sobbing. Like I didn't know, I didn't know if I was having a miscarriage, but I was pretty sure. I'm just absolutely sobbing, shaking, like horrible. And this woman comes up to me. I had never, I did not know her. She didn't know me. She comes up to me um, and she hands me a little pack of tissues. Um, And she just put her arm around me and she was like, I have been there. I've been through this. I can tell you right now, this is the worst part. Yeah. And, and right now what you're feeling and what you're thinking, it will get better from this and it will not get worse from this. (laughs) I remember just like crying into this stranger's arms. Yeah. And like, it was one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman has no idea like how much I needed that, you know? But I had a couple moments like that when I was in the hospital where I was like, like even just like the nurses and the doctors there were just so nice. Yeah, and it was so... A, it was a fantastic crew they had. Everyone was taking care of us. Yeah. It was obviously a very emotional time and very scary time. Um, but I had so many little moments like that where I was like, people are good at heart. And, yeah. and after the miscarriage and, you know, going through messages and DMs and talking to people in my real life, it just made me realize like... I just, I, it's so cliche, but like my faith in humanity was restored of like this awful, horrible thing happened. And so many people who did not have to do anything to try and make it better tried. Yeah. You know? And that was, you know, we had that and we, we we were in the ER two different times on, you know, four days apart. Yeah. Um, And it was. Every time I go to an ER, I just walk out with so much respect for the nurses and doctors working down there. I feel like you could have been an ER doctor in a different life. You kind of have that, like, crisis-handling, calm face that I see in so many people who work in the medical industry. Yeah. I I mean, I just have so much respect for them, and I applaud them, and it's it's such an interesting thing to do. And then, you know, a month later, knowing that the whole—just to be in that medical profession right now is very— you know, I hope those people feel very proud of what they're doing because I definitely look up to them and what they're doing right now. Um, the I've, whole the whole world is looking up to them right now. So I have gotten quite a few messages from people who are just like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a nurse right now." So da 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 da. And I feel like every person who's a nurse, I just want to like hug them, but obviously social distancing, and be like, "Thank you for what not only what you're doing now during this pandemic, but just like what you do in general is so amazing, and it takes such like a a certain type of person to be able to do it yeah no it's especially like emergency room stuff those people are seeing people at their worst points of their lives and typically so one of steven's friends just became an er nurse right nurse no she's become a nurse in a hospital Oh, a nurse but... in a hospital um and she's in like a rotational so she goes to like wherever they need her mm-hmm. and she started a week before the pandemic <laughs> have you talked to her at all yeah i did talk to her briefly how's she um, doing good just frustrations with lack of you know protective equipment and stuff and not knowing not having that ability to pursue those things if they think they needed them and not being able to test their own patients so yeah the testing in california is like non-existent i think it's just largely the whole u.s and you know the whole world's kind of struggling with that so we keep falling back into the (laughs) pandemic but um anyways so yeah miscarriage nuts i was two hours away long drive got sierra um and then it was a couple days of figuring out what the heck's going on and then severe pain i had no idea how much pain was associated with having a miscarriage it makes sense though because your body has to not only shed like the normal lining like it would on a period but like everything else that had been built up to that point 
Yeah. So just like and it's contractions, I think that are the and it's like. Is that what is it technically contractions? It's just cramping. Yeah, I'm using cramping. Yeah, I'm using contractions. Different. Okay, I'm using them as the same. Like, <laughs> cramping. I think of cramping as like a muscle contracting, but I guess they're very different, especially in that yeah. part of the anatomy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sierra, you were in a lot of pain. It was honestly way different than I expected. Yeah. I thought a miscarriage was like you have pain, it happens, and then it's done, and then it's like emotional healing. And so I was very ill prepared for that week and a half of like the worst worst pain i've ever had in my life it was so awful i mean and that was because i think you you had like the severe pain for about a week and that was the longest week so just like the first three days were so long it was just like i don't even know what we did but it was like (laughs) there was just nothing got done Mm -mm. i work gave me like the whole week off which Um, was really nice it was really nice not having to worry about that and we kind of you know, there was lots of crying together and there was just a lot of making sure you're okay. You know, we ended up going back to the ER because there are complications that can arise during a miscarriage. Um, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. So just being very weary of what's going on and everything ended up being fine, but, you know, definitely drew on for a while. Mm-hmm. And then that did pass. And then once the physical part of it passed, then the emotional wave came crashing down on you because i i was able i didn't have that physical pain so i was able to uh, process that emotionally a little quicker a little quicker because you i mean you see was in the kind of pain level to where she couldn't really do anything kind of yeah. thing so it was it was a definitely the toughest thing i've ever been through in my life yep um i think it taught me to trust you and to lean on you because i had to and i think in general i tend to be a pretty self-sufficient person yeah um and all of a sudden i like physically and emotionally needed someone yep um and you stepped up to the plate and so it kind of showed me like okay when when shit hits the fan steven will be there and steven's got this which is something you know that i learned to a degree a long time ago but i think this experience just brought it to a whole different level um yeah and i think also sharing it online helped me to process it so much sooner um and i think a lot of people were really surprised that i posted about it like the day after it happened and i oh on instagram yeah yeah i think that's the best thing i did because it was like ripping the band-aid off it was like because on top of not only that that was not only my miscarriage announcement it was my pregnancy announcement i had not told anyone i was pregnant yeah so i had to i had this weight on my shoulders of like I need to talk to people about this. I need to be open about this because that helps me. But also, no one knows I'm pregnant. So how do I... I, Because I remember that morning we had a long talk and I was very nervous about posting it that early. And I was like, Sierra, you need to take a break. No one... There's no need to do that yet. And then we had a long talk and it came to the conclusion that, yeah, this is probably the right thing to do. And we'll we'll both post something. So I posted something too. And I am in full agreement that that was exactly what we needed because we would just spend, I mean, we were in bed all day those first like two days. Mm-hmm. And then we got there lay in bed and we just read thousands of messages and just thousands of people sharing their same experiences. And, you know, it's very, because like I said, it's a very, you feel very alone. Like, why me? Why us? You know, what did we do wrong? Um, and then just hearing all these other stories of just, just so many different things and so 
it was so comforting in so many ways and I'm very glad that you gently convinced me that that was the right thing to do. I talked to my mom about it a couple days after um, everything happened. Um, And I was talking to her about, you know, like our decision to talk about it publicly. And she goes, honestly, I think that's the best thing that you could have done. Because the way she was explaining it, she was like, you are the kind of person who feels things immediately and deeply. I don't have a processing window. Like I (laughs) just, something happens and I instantly get to the point that sometimes can take other people weeks or months to get to where they just fully embrace the emotion. I embrace the emotion from like the very start, which is why I cry a lot. Um, But I also think that's why I get over things kind of quickly because I force myself to process it immediately. So like even in high school, when I would have like a breakup or a fight with a friend, I would be so upset, sobbing, da 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 da. I would just let myself sit in that sadness for just kind of get it over with. Yeah, for a couple days or hours and I would get it over with. And then I'd be ready to move on whereas I had friends who would go through something similar, a breakup or a fight with a friend and months and months later they'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I feel like I never got over that or I feel like I never processed that. And I'm like, maybe you just need a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> so I think posting about it helped me to get to that point of like rip off the bandaid. Let me just cry it out. It also made it very real. It, exactly. It made it very real. And that's another thing with, I think, me what my mom said about like, I feel things so deeply, so immediately. So I never really have that period of like, this can't be real. Like it is real. It is happening. And that's why I'm so upset. Yeah. So that was obviously a very hard time, but we did get through it. And that I think we're still going through it to an aspect. Oh, we will for the rest of our lives. And And that's that's something that I think is important to highlight because I get so many messages from people who are like recently going through a miscarriage or something traumatic like that, who are like, how did you get over it? And I'm like, I didn't. I, I, I got through it to an extent yeah i'm moving on with my life but i will never be over this yeah and it was it was so helpful because there were so many people who just were sharing their experiences and saying hey this happened to me six months ago a year ago two years ago five years ago ten years ago like this is never going to go away and like this will always be something you carry with you but like it will get better and you will find out how to carry it with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you you know, don't think that you're never going to remember this because this will be with you for the rest of your life. Mm. And that was at first like a really crappy, like, oh, <laughs> like no, oh, wait. no, I won't just forget about this one day. <laughs> like, I just, this won't become a thing I think about. And, you know, that is exactly how, and then kind of come to that realization that, no, this is the way this has to be. And then it's like, how do we find ways to like, carry it in a healthy way like this this will be with us the rest of our life but what's the healthy way of carrying it and i think we've done a good job so far another thing that i think really helped me was understanding that a healthy way for some people to carry it and get through it is going to be different yep. than what it is for me i heard from some people and read online as well that some people found closure by like naming their baby and having a funeral and i was like that's too much for me yeah that's that's way too much for me but for other people that's their way of honoring that you know life and and having closure um for me it would have been too much so we talked a lot about what we wanted to do how we wanted to handle it i thought for a while about like getting a tattoo which i still might do or 
um, you know, planting a tree. And what we ended up doing is getting these little necklaces, which I don't have mine on, but you do. Yeah, I haven't taken mine off since. Well, so <laughs> it wasn't we got necklaces. Sarah bought two necklaces. I bought two to see which one I liked better. And Stephen was like, I'll wear the one that you don't like, which I thought was really sweet. And I've worn it since. It's so cute. Every time I see it, it just makes me happy. It, it keeps falling lopsided, but I don't really care. It's really cute. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, it, I, I thought that was a good way for us to be like, this is something that we hold with us, but this isn't something I have to cry every time I see it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just keep remembering so much because we haven't really, I haven't really revisited all of this stuff too much. I know. Like one of the most torturous things, like besides Sierra, like that was her Google search history for a month. So Yeah, like, Stephen went through and so there was an article that, you found that was like how to help someone get through a miscarriage and one of the things was like go through their computer and delete the cookies and cachet so that they stop getting recommended things about babies that's something you wouldn't even think of but like all my ads on instagram and facebook were like baby baby. this baby that no that and then like there was one part that was kind of funny (laughs) what that i can find some lightheartedness in now the day that i had my miscarriage or the week of Netflix was pushing this babies show. Babies documentary came out. Every time you clicked on Netflix, it was like the cry of a newborn baby and big babies, babies. And this is the time where like Sierra spent, you know, probably 60% of her week in bed. It was the biggest middle finger to me of like all time that all I could do is laugh. I'm like, literally, I'm just trying to find some solace in Netflix. And every time I he- click on it, I hear the cry of a baby. Yeah. But in a lot of like the miscarriage groups and stuff that I'm in, everyone was kind of talking about it and how like just awful. So like everyone's and... like, well, no, going on Netflix for a month. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to watch Love is Blind and every time I just yeah. kept getting reminded. But it was so shitty. It was almost funny. Yeah. And it was, it was, yeah, it was about two weeks before we were planning our early announcement to online. So we were getting things in the mail and that was hard. We had just ordered, we had only ordered one thing for the baby, which was a little Mickey Mouse crochet hat that we were going to use for like the photo announcement. Um, So we decided to keep that. Um, And a lot of people I saw were like, keep it for like your future baby. And I'm like, no, but this was supposed to be this baby for this baby. So I think for me, I want to like maybe bury it or frame it or something i don't know yeah it's fine we, we but have i don't it. want anyone else to wear it it's like that yeah. was theirs you and know? you know we, we're holding on to it and we have we have time to think about how we want to <laughs> yeah do we it. do <laughs> but yeah so that that was crazy um going into the next crazy thing of our past month that mm-hmm. is kind of tied to the whole getting pregnant thing so sierra as we so we talked about this on the blog so this will be kind of echoing those same points but a couple months ago, we determined that Sierra needed more room for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, we Our were... family was going to need more room because we were going to have a yeah. baby. So Sierra, the business needed more room. We were going to have a little one, so we needed a room for that. And then we determined that I needed my own room. Um, so kind of a work from home office, a place for me to like play my video games and just all that stuff. So we're like, okay, we're ready to upsize. So um Right before the miscarriage, we started aggressively shopping for homes. Um, we saw a couple put an offer in somewhere, and then this is our new home. <laughs> so, Welcome to the new house. So before the miscarriage, we put an offer in on this property. The offer got rejected. It got rejected. So they went with someone else. And then we had the miscarriage. We told our agent, hey, we're going to put a pause on looking at things. Yep. Um, and then a week 
after the miscarriage? It was almost a week. And then we, we had a lot of conversations. Like, there's no way we could start looking at homes right And they're like, do we stop looking at homes? Because, like, now we don't need the extra room. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the consensus was our, this, our life, like, pathway is still going to have a little one mm-hmm. at some point, regardless of how it comes to us. And that we're not going to let that event change our current plan. Because the, it wasn't the only reason we were looking for yeah. a house. Um, I, the other reasons were still valid. Um, but we got a call from our real estate, agent, real estate agent about a week after the miscarriage. Yeah, She was like, hey, zero pressure. Because I know what you guys are going through right yep. now. But the offer on the previous on like the previous house that you guys put an offer in, the one that they went with fell through. Um, so if you guys resubmit, they said they'll accept. Yeah. So <laughs> we had a long talk of like, oh gosh. Yeah. We're like, we need to talk about this. So we like hang up. And because this was like right at the point where we decided that let's keep moving forward. So yeah, it was like, like weird timing. Had this been earlier, we'd have been like, there's no. no way that we're hard now. And we would let it go by it. So we, we did it. We started the escrow. Mm-hmm. And blah, 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 here we are. <laughs> well, there was a lot of bloops in that little bloop, but <laughs> you like that? Oh gosh, what have I done? <laughs> um, so things are moving forward with the house. We're like, you know what? This is a fresh start. We love this property. That was another thing. It was like that fresh start too that even helped us push farther. Yeah, this is something to focus on, something to look forward to. And so we start moving through the process. Um, and then, you know, the coronavirus has been a thing since late last year. Yeah. But it only recently came to the United States. And... Um, well, like a really changed day-to-day life. Became recently. a pandemic and, yeah. and changed day-to-day life. The day that I feel like everything kind of became real in the U.S. was two tuesdays or thursdays ago i'm not sure it was the day that disneyland closed coachella got canceled uh, and schools yeah. some schools got put on like notice but they weren't closed yet all in the same day it was kind of the day where if you're just sitting watching the news it was like every 30 minutes something, something crazy new happened was like disneyland's closing so all of a sudden it became very like real and i said to steven i was like how does this change what we want to do with the house and he's like well uh i don't know let's call our real estate agents so we call and talk to her and she was very like, you know, don't worry, things can keep moving forward. And this day was the last day of our contingency, which basically means the last day that we can back out without losing our money. So we're, we have like a four hour window before when we needed to tell our real estate agent and sign this docu-sign of the last contingency. And every 30 minutes, something else is closing and happening and getting updated and we're sitting there, we're calling my parents, we're talking to everyone, not sure what to do. And in the end, I was really surprised that you were the main pusher in like, let's stick it out. Because usually you're the one who's very like, I don't know, risk aversion. You're like, yeah. no risk. It's, and, you know, there was, we were a little farther in the contract than being able to casually pull out. So it would we could have, we, we had the legal right to do so, but it was pretty late and we would have could have potentially had a fight for it yeah but yeah so you know i think it was the consensus that we were looking this was our like forever home we were you know our old house was never a forever home it was a 
This it, is. We thought we were going to be there longer than two years. Oh, yeah. We, but not forever. <laughs> I was pushing like seven years we'll be here. Sierra was saying like five years. It was kind of like once our kids get to school age, we would find a... Yeah. Because no, we didn't we, like the school district that we were in. So we didn't buy that house thinking about schools. Yeah. Whereas this house we Right did. before the kids go to school, we'll look. Um, yeah. So two years we were there, which is But also so when we bought that house, <laughs> when we bought that house, I did not have any employees. Yep. Sierra Schultze was not a business. Sierra nope. Schultze was a channel with, working, I think. Working out of the dining room at our old apartment. At our old apartment. It was with 300,000 subscribers, I think, just me filming videos on my own. Yeah. And, and then we had four desks or three desks shoved in there. We had a podcast set up, your paper roll set up, the sit and chat set up, the mirror set up. Yeah. Everything. So it was crammed. It was busy in there. And I want to keep growing my channel and growing my business. And this house, the main thing with it is the new house gives us lots of options. Yeah, so we have a lot of options. We're using all the rooms right now for, you know, the, like the, the business and channel. We have a whole dedicated podcast room. But when we have kids and we want to free up some of these rooms, there's a garage we can move to. There's a downstairs bonus room we can move to. There's options. There's a lot of options. It's awesome. And then, you know, this house is, there's a lot here to keep us busy and we're happy with. Um, Definitely a forever home where you love the school districts we're in. So, yeah. There's one thing that I want to talk to you about. Oh, gosh. About the house. house It's about the hot tub spa. But hot tub spa jacuzzi thing. I will leave that on a cliffhanger because we have to tell you about this episode's sponsor, which is Cash App. So we love Cash App because not only are they just a great company and a really awesome supporter of, you know, my channel and the podcast, but they're also the number one finance app in the app store. Did you know that, Steven? I did because you just told me. And do you have Cash App downloaded on your phone? I do, actually. You do? You guys talk about it every week, so High I five. know how to do it. As do I. And you guys should go download Cash App, too. But Cash App is a free app that makes it super easy to instantly send money to your friends. So maybe you're with your roommates, you order a pizza, you can Cash App them for the other half. It's super easy. And Cash App also comes with the Cash Card, a free debit card, which comes with boosts. And those are basically like instant rewards for shopping at places that you already do. Kind of think of it as like credit card perks, but packed into a free debit card. So if you're ordering from Target, DoorDash, Whole Foods, any of those places, you can get those instant rewards, which is really great. And one of the other reasons, one of the many reasons that we love Cash App is they are partnering with us to help support a charity that we really love and believe in, and that is The Trevor Project. The Trevor Project provides crisis intervention and support to LGBTQ plus youth, which is um, something that we think is really important and that we really value and we appreciate that Cash App values that as well. So if you sign up for Cash App using the promo code UNFILTERED, Cash App will give you $10 and donate $10 to The Trevor Project. So all you have to do, download it for free, link in the description, you get 10 bucks and Cash App will give 10 bucks to The Trevor Project, which we think is just great. So don't forget to use promo code UNFILTERED and download Cash App from the App Store today. Yeah, and big shout out to Cash App for being such a wonderful sponsor and, you know, really understanding and working with us too especially past this past month cash app has been like literally the like the regina george's mom of this podcast like cash <laughs> app is over in the corner with the video camera being like yes sierra unfiltered 
heard. We got you. We're hyping you up. Yeah, they've been very supportive, very encouraging, and, and very consistent with us. So And um, easy to work with. I want to do a whole episode about like Q&A about being a YouTuber because I know so many people who have questions about that stuff. But yeah. there's just something about working with a company who gets it and who like is easy to work with and oh just cash up it's so good yeah it is true there's actually probably a lot that you could talk about there because i mean to work with a sponsor you know a brand this long that means something so yeah. on our end yeah strictly our end yeah so, yeah i do a lot of speaking engagements for youtube so youtube itself has had me speak on a lot of different panels both at their headquarters yeah. and at different events like they you know they flew me out to chicago new york they had me speak on a panel at vidcon and usually what i'm speaking for is like i am the youtuber speaking to brands so they'll bring in a bunch of brands and be like we want you to work with creators yeah. so here's a panel of creators you can ask questions to and the thing that i've noticed that the brands i always get the biggest reaction from the brands that they're so surprised at is that you know the budget is important and it definitely is important that you're getting paid a fair rate yeah. but there's a whole nother factor of like how difficult is this brand to work with and creators talk yeah. when i get offered or how difficult are creators to work with right so exactly and so i all the time if i get offered a brand that a i love and they're easy to work with and i know that from other creators i'm willing to compromise on the budget if i have yeah. to Whereas if there's a brand, I don't care how much you're paying me. A, if I don't like your product, I'm not even going to consider it. But even if I like your product, if I know that you guys are really difficult to work with, I'm just going to say no because it's not worth my time. Yeah. No, it's there's a lot there. I've had many, many offers on brand deals where budget looks good. I love the brand. I love the product. I like the campaign. And I'm like, oh, they just worked with this other YouTuber that I'm friends with. So I'll text that YouTuber hey, what was your experience like working yeah. with Steven's Hat Emporium? And that's my fake company. Hat Emporium. Steven's Hat Emporium. And they're like, you know, everything was great except for Steven. Steven of Steven's Hat Emporium is just so difficult to work with. And he has so many asks and makes it so difficult. And the video didn't get up on time. And I'm like, cool. Now I know how to stay away from that company. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there are so many things I could talk about. And we've... We've got nothing but time than to sit here and do podcasts. Yeah. So, oh, man, that's a crazy thought. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, whew, that was exciting. Where were we? We had some sort of cliffhanger. Oh, yes, my cliffhanger. I oh, wanted to talk about mm, the jacuzzi. So, the jacuzzi spa hot tub thing. So warm first body of all, water. Steven mansplained me in my DMs, and I was <laughs> not here for it. <laughs> mansplained? I, I hate that word. You did. I posted just a nice little video of me in the jacuzzi, and Steven goes, actually and i posted a screenshot of it i called him out on my story he's like actually a jacuzzi is a brand name and a hot tub is generally an above ground body of water so what you're sitting in is a spa and like smiley face like so passive aggressive but i just burped that's not what i wanted to talk about well kind of it wasn't about the nom I nomature mean, was i wrong about the nomenclature nom not what's the word you're using nomenclature nomenclature what does that mean like like the naming i don't know what it means i think it means like the language it's like language like it's like words okay but the the thing i wanted to talk about was it's words <laughs> steven told me don't turn on the spa don't heat it up because it's too expensive so we shouldn't do it that often that's one small part uh -uh. there's a big part let me finish let there's me finish a big part someone dm'd me it was like 
you should really look into getting solar heating for your spa because then it's not that expensive to run and you can do it whenever you want. We have solar heating. Yes, but it's 60 degrees outside, so solar heating won't work. Wait, so why? But why won't it work? I don't believe that. You're telling me solar panels only work half the time? No, it needs... Solar heating, and I am a brand new pool owner who has owned this thing for less than a week. But from how I understand it and how the previous owner and everything I've read online is you can't, you don't use solar heating until it gets hotter because you need the air outside to be hotter. It needs to be warmer. So when, when can we use the... When it's warmer. <laughs> we live in California. It's always warm. I know. No, right now it's like 60, 70 degrees and... A little, bit, a little bit hotter, and then we can start turning it on every day. We bought a house with a pool and a jacuzzi, and he doesn't want to use it uh, because it's too expensive. When we did the math, and it's like six dollars. So wait, 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 okay. wait, wait, wait. No, you pause. don't get to eat lunch. Execu- executive insertion, because <laughs> you're missing one huge point. <laughs> What's the huge point I'm missing? So Sweetie and I decided that we'd use the spa the first day. I have no idea how a pool works. We have a very complicated pool because it has the spa, hot tub, two waterfall features, and solar heating. And a furnace heater. That's the most bougie sentence you've ever said. We have a really complicated pool because there's it's... two waterfalls. <laughs> I'm not... It's just the plumbing back there is so it's complicated. There's there's a lot of moving parts to this thing, and I have no idea how any of it works. So anyways, Sierra's is like begging me, begging me to use the spa. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll get my wife this. I'll start heating it up. So I hit like the spa on button, thinking everything is Gucci. Come back 30 minutes later, our 500, 600 gallon spa is completely emptied. Our pool is completely overflowing and it is just water's pouring out into our yard and down the driveway. And it was a mess. It was terrifying. The pump's running and the pool's, the spa's dry and I'm thinking I'm burning everything up. I had like a literal anxiety attack like trying to solve that and I was just freaking out. And I was, and I was gone. I was at the store. Yes, she was gone. Can you hit me with the groceries? No. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. I fixed everything. I got like water back in the spa. I was using like a 10-gallon trash can and I did like a lot of those. And Um, then two days later, Steven was like, you know what? I figured out what was wrong and talked to the previous owner. Um, Yes, and it wasn't my fault. We think, me and the previous owner, we think the inspector left one of the actuators in the wrong operational mode, which which basically took all the water out of the spa and pushed it in the pool, obviously. But So a couple days later, Steven's like, we figured it out. We can use the spa. I'm like, cool, great. I'm so excited to use the spa. So he turns it on and we have a great night out in the spa. And I, 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 like, babysat that pool. I, like, sat there for the whole 30 minutes it was heating up. I'm, like, watching it. I'm watching all the pool levels. I'm watching all the actu- Ooh, wow. I'm watching all the actuators move. And, like, I'm, like, okay. Everything looks fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. So we have a great night in the spa. Yeah, wonderful it's really night. really awesome. Had a bottle of champagne out there. It was rad. It was fantastic. And then two days later, I'm, like, hey, I want to use the jacuzzi. Um, and, I, and this was yesterday, Wednesday night. So I was like, Survivor's on at 8. I'm thinking, we turn on the spa at 5.30. We go in the jacuzzi from 6 to 7. Then we get on the couch. We watch Survivor. We start it right at 8. It's perfect. And then one terrible thing happened. Steven goes. No, 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 wait, wait. What? I found out that we're on time of use. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Sarah, 
So basically, Wife, we can't do anything between the hours of 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. We have to turn <laughs> off everything and sit around a campfire. So Stephen's like, because we like are charged based on time of use, let's turn on the jacuzzi at nine. And I was like, but here's the problem with that, Stephen. Survivor's on at eight. So I want to go in the spot before Survivor. And he's like, well, no, we're not going to do that because it's too expensive. And I said, how expensive is it? Do the math. Let me know. If, it, if it's like 20 bucks, yeah, uh, I agree. Let's wait till nine. And also some more context. Very stressed. Appliances aren't working. We don't have a refrigerator. So I was stressed. I, we had a refrigerator at that point. Whatever it was, there was like issues with the washer or we had just figured yeah. out the refrigerator. You were day. stressed. You were I stressed. Was stressed. And anyways, we had a big stinking fight. Steven put his foot down and was like, I am not turning on that jacuzzi until nine o'clock. And I said, you're going to hold the jacuzzi hostage. And he <laughs> said, yes. And we had given each other, we had, we had allocated a small budget for each of us to buy a couple fun things for the house. So That's I bought, dumb money. I bought a skincare fridge and a pool floaty. Steven bought a cool chair for his office. I had a little bit of money left in that allocated budget. So I said, you know what, Steven? Take the $6 out of my allocated money. I'm going to go sit in the jacuzzi. And he, he, he said, no, I'm not. He told me. He was like, I'm not going to show you how to use it. And yeah. I said, I think I can figure it out. So I went. I turned on the spot. And I had a great night. Yeah. We were. Sierra was being a B. I was being a D. <laughs> we were just. But I had a great night in the jacuzzi. Yeah, and I had a great night unpacking boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but we reconciled, you know. It, it, I wouldn't even call it a fight. It was just bickering. No, it was just a falling apart. <laughs> it was just like bickering, but then it just got hopeless. Yeah, we were just so stressed. But I think tonight, as like a, a nice, you know, mending of the jacuzzi bridge, we wait till nine o'clock, which is when we're going to finish this anyways. Then we turn on the spa. It's 940. Perfect. <laughs> See, it won't be expensive. And we both get so to use the jacuzzi. Late. I got to go to bed soon. After the jacuzzi. Yeah, or maybe a nice hot bath. Sorry, I'm not a... allowed to call it a jacuzzi. Yeah, what's that? A jacuzzi? Do we have one of those? Well, and then you call it a spa. But when uh, I think spa, I think like when I go to the spa. Yeah. You notice the button says spa on the pool thing though? No, I didn't notice that, Stephen. Yeah, you did. You, no, you, I didn't. You clicked it. No, I wasn't looking at it. You know you did. <laughs> I did not see it say spa. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was our jacuzzi fight. Yeah, that was exciting. I, You have to admit, though, I got my money's worth. I got my $6 worth. I stayed in that jacuzzi for an hour and a half. I didn't get out till 7.54 and I, Survivor started at 8. It was great. I had the whole house to myself. <laughs> You didn't miss me? No. <laughs> we were... But anyways, so that was that was exciting times. And I was also very nervous because I every time I turn that pool on, I'm going to like have flashbacks and like have to stare at it for a while. You're having war flashbacks? Like, oh, gosh. Is it leaking? Is it pushing water out the right way? Did the actuator move the right way? You just really like using the word actuator, don't you? It just yeah. makes you feel really smart. It got put in my vocabulary. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Luke Skywalker's like... But we were going to go down to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters. You're like, but I wanted to go in the jacuzzi until the actuators. <laughs> it's the same, like, yeah. whiny, fancy word. But the reason our pool flooded and we probably sent, like, 100 gallons of water down my driveway, our driveway. Oh, 
Our your hour. your driveway. Our. So we got pregnant, but it's your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's because one of our actuators was in the wrong operational mode. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, other than that, things are good. Um, I really love this new house. We finally have all the appliances working, which yeah. oh, that was. Stephen so spent a really long time trying to get them all up and running. It's been really difficult to yes. navigate this move during the pandemic. Yes. Because it's just us. It's yes. not as easy as like, oh, we'll just call the refrigerator company and have them come fix it. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, so we, speaking of refrigerators, refrigerators are hard to find right now. Holy cow. Like. And our house did not come with a refrigerator. Yes. Yeah, so we had to get some new appliances and the refrigerator was hard. We could not find a refrigerator within a 50 mile radius for well, a long time. we ordered time. one and then they canceled it, which like fair because it's a pandemic. So if you need to cancel a refrigerator well, the, order. The store that canceled our delivery is I think 40 miles away. So. Well, well frust- the only thing that frustrated me about it was you saw that the order got canceled and you called them more like, hey, you know, it's not a big deal if it's canceled, but like, is it canceled? And, and they were like, day of. Day but- of. And they're no. like, no, it's still being delivered. Oh, okay. And then <laughs> the move day was stressful, mm-hmm. let alone that's a whole nother move thing. Move days. It took us days. The first night, though, was yeah. rough. Just and awful. that, like, it's like two in the morning and we're just finishing. And we're like, wait, the refrigerator never came. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, come on. <laughs> <sighs> but, anyways, we finally found one from Best Buy, but they don't deliver inside. So we just had a refrigerator on our driveway. <laughs> had to figure out how to get it in. And I had the pleasure of dollying in and setting up, but. <sighs> yeah because that's the other, so places are still delivering but usually they would also install and there isn't installation right now which is i think i mean we wouldn't want that really yeah because well, so safety yeah well yeah we got it was every and every company has different policy and we had you know it was just a thing but uh, we got it figured out that has now passed us <laughs> high five now there's just a million other things to figure out with this yeah. house well, yeah, but it's fun. It I, I like today was our first time using the dishwasher, mm-hmm. and then I like ran it and I opened it up. I was like, "Oh, something's very wrong here," and it was just like the water was off in the back. So like, just all these little tiny things. Every every time I use a new appliance, I'm like, "Oh, oh what's gonna happen?" <laughs> <laughs> like I use the the gas dryer, and I feel like it's gonna blow up when I first used it, but it didn't. So, <sighs> but like I said, all of those are done now. You had a weird thing with the washer today where you put in like 10 gallons of soap and it made it like a bubble farm. I did not put in 10. I put in the normal amount of soap, but I was washing a pair of shoes for a video. They're washable shoes. And I guess it was too much soap for the amount of things that were in there. And there were just bubbles everywhere when you open it. what'd you do? <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're figuring it out. Um, yeah. This is, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that we went through with this house though. When, so Steven oh, actually yeah, there's, came. There's he, actually no doubt whatsoever. And good. This true? Yeah. I'm Aww, really excited. That makes me happy. I have my office that I have nothing in because all I own is a chair and my TV. I can't wait to actually get furniture. <laughs> 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 Which, yeah, I have a desk coming from Ikea, but that's supposed to be like two or three weeks. I bought this fancy Canon remote. Because usually we have Carly and or Jess behind the camera. Yeah. Um, because this camera stops recording every 30 minutes. And so usually they just stop and start. Um, but obviously we don't have anyone here. My employees are working from home. Um, so this is my new production assistant. 
it's a remote <laughs> yeah definitely crazy times yeah it's it's been interesting to see just like how everyone handles things differently um one of the things that made me i don't know it just was like a little nice ray of hope so i posted on my instagram story and i asked people to write something they were looking forward to um so maybe we'll end the podcast with me reading a couple of those to leave it on a good note I'm looking forward to just going to the grocery store normally. That was actually what a lot of people said was like just going to Target. Yeah, like, like and taking my time because I am a huge, you make fun of me so much, but man, uh, nothing gives me enjoyment like going by myself, having nothing to rush back home to and just walking the aisles. It's like, ooh, look at that. I just like seeing the things. It's Stephen just will so, go through every aisle at Target. It's just so relaxing to me. I just like, it's my only time where I have nothing to do. And that no one's bugging me. Like, la, 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 la. <laughs> so a lot of people said go to Disneyland. That, which That would be fun. I Do you think the crowds are going to be crazy when it reopens? Because everyone's like, I just want to go to Disneyland. Yeah, I want to say yeah, but there's just so much I don't know. Because there's also like, I imagine, yeah, yeah, why not? Sure. We should go when it reopens and ride Rise of the Resistance again. What if it reopens tomorrow? Then we're not going. See? <laughs> it's not going to reopen tomorrow. We're still very much in pandemic mode. It is. But when it opens, there will be an opinion that it's too early. I guarantee If it. it opens too early, then we won't go, though. But when is too early? That's the question. Um, lots of people saying, um, like, oh, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. What? <laughs> Sierra's mom says. My mom responded to it, and she just said, see my whole family. <laughs> yeah. I, Which has been nuts. We have this new home and no one from our family has come. Great yard for entertaining the two of us. No friends. Nothing. We no. did the whole move. The weirdest thing too is we live really close to Kenzie now. And we were so excited to like be neighbors and live close to each other. Because we've always lived like at least 30 minutes away from each other. And we have not gotten yeah. to enjoy that we're, at all. We're very close to Skylar and Kyle now. Have That hasn't benefited us whatsoever. I know. We used to live like almost an hour away from them. Now we're like just down the road. Hollywood was probably like almost two hours. Two and a half, three. Yeah. yeah. So This is the closest we've ever lived to them. <laughs> and Milo I haven't seen since he was two weeks old. Yeah. No, it's nuts. It's really weird because like obviously at our old house, my dad was such a huge part for me of like we'd go through and fix things up and do X, Y, Z and now we have like facetime and it's like oh when this is over i can come over and help and yeah (sighs) i i feel like it's it's one of those things where it's it is gonna make me appreciate those little things more yeah and that's that's kind of a weird thing that i'm just thinking about like just me going to the office and like getting some social interaction yeah you know very limited and restricted social interaction but it is social interaction um you can't have that now no, I'm saying that's what I do when uh, I go to the office. Yeah. Like, I see people, I talk to people, um, you know, companies taking a very strong stance on how to do that the right way with social distancing and everything. Like, we're rearranging areas and stuff to give people space, but, like, you don't have those kind of things, so. Yeah. I've seen quite a few people saying that they're excited to, like, start fertility treatments again, so I don't know if you know that, but all in the U.S., all fertility treatments were paused. What are fertility treatments? So like like IVF or anything like that of like assisting getting pregnant. Mm. Um, So I talked to my OB and she said it's fine to for me to continue trying. I definitely talked to your own OB. 
but that it might add more anxiety. So if that's something that would bother me to definitely, you know, put yeah, a pause on. And that's something we definitely talked about. Right. But um, it is crazy to think about all the people who were doing fertility treatments and now it's just on pause. Yeah. No, then there's, yeah. So very excited for all the people who are going to be making babies when this is done. That's very exciting. Yeah, the next baby boom of the yeah. new millennium the is, new decade is after gen z gonna be like boomer 2.0 wait what's the word for 100 years i can't think of it S- century centennial centennial uh the next centennials baby boomers <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of people are just saying like really simple things like going to a restaurant hanging out with friends oh going to a restaurant i know wouldn't oh, you love that... to go to miguel's and get that mm. queso with the chips and the big margaritas oh mm. I want that so bad. That sounds nice. But we, I got stuff for us to have a taco night so we can, I will make our own restaurant. I would love to see you make me margaritas. Well, we can't make margaritas because we don't have stuff for that. But we can. How? We're not going to the store just to get stuff for margaritas. No, we have everything. What do we have? What do you think you need? Margarita mix. No, not no margarita (laughs) mix. Come on. Lime, tequila. We We have tequila. That's it. Here's your margarita. It's a glass with salt around the rim filled with tequila. I'm so doing that. Uh, are you going to buy some like aguave juice online? No. Um, a lot of people saying going to the movies, seeing my boyfriend again. Can you imagine all the people who haven't seen their significant others? That's going to be such an exciting reunion. Yeah. That is interesting. It is. There is something nice about being quarantined with your partner. You know, I miss my family, but like you're my person. And so if I was going to be quarantined with anyone and fighting about the jacuzzi, I'd want it to be you. Aww. (laughs) Someone said shop at Target without being scared of being sick. A lot of people saying going to school and they're done with, they're like so over online classes. Do you ever think we'll like not care about germs again? Like, I think. Well, I touch a door handle and I'll be like, "Ooh, time to goop on some hand sanitizer." I think personally, I'm forever changed. Because I, I, I try to be realistic and be like, as soon as this is done, like a year later, I'll probably forget anything and just like la 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 la. But like, I can't imagine that being the case. I have become. I assume that will happen, but I can't imagine it. I've become hyper fixated on germs. Well, like, how would you ever go to something like Disneyland again? I, I don't know. I the whole time I'll be like oh my god so many people are within six feet of me I just touched this handle and I I mean I understand Skylar more than I ever have now because <laughs> we'd be at all the time my whole thing with the Pixar ball that I was bouncing yeah. it on the floor of Disneyland and she was like that's so gross you're getting Disney germs all over every like all over your hands the balls touching the floor and you buy a churl. yeah exactly and <laughs> and back then I'm like whatever Skylar and now I'm like oh my god I so get it yeah no it's nuts um let me read a couple more of these um oh so many people saying church i miss church it's weird that we can't like speaking of community what just talking to your neighbors i we have not gotten to like meet our neighbors there was one of them was playing with their kids in their backyard like that we share a fence with and so we just were like hey nice to meet you we would have come to say hi but like yeah pandemic 
Well, and then like one of our neighbors left toilet paper on our front door with a like, little oh, bow on it. <laughs> welcome to the neighborhood gift, and we're like, wow, that was kind of cool. Very in with the times. I know. I was like, you're trendy. And then we have another neighbor across the street who wanted to help me with something, but he's like, well, when this whole like thing passes by, I can come over and we can look at something. And... Yeah. <sighs> Man, a lot of people saying like they're just excited to go out and about. Like, just going to a sporting game, going to the movies, going shopping, hugging their parents. There are all those little things that I think hopefully we can all take a little bit more, like, appreciate a little bit more. Just, you know, reminding ourselves that the boring things we do every day is, like, not taken for granted. Yeah. So. But (laughs) then when this is over, we'll start taking them for granted again because that's life. Yep. That's exactly (laughs) how it works. But I like the idea of me making you a Mexican food restaurant at the house tomorrow. What is making me? What? I will put on like a little, I don't know. I'll put like a, like a paper towel over my arm and be like, hello, sir. Welcome to. Will you cook my ground beef? No, but I will cook you beyond beef. <laughs> this is a vegetarian restaurant, sir. You can bring your own meat. B-Y-O-M. Uh, that'd be fun. And then. We should like make cocktails. We have we have so much crap that we just never use. Or maybe we'll just do a cool. We don't have mixers though. All we have is hard liquor in the liquor cabinet that we never drink. We have white wine. You can mix it. We can get some Sprite. But we don't have Sprite. I don't want to go like we sh- we're limiting trips yeah. to the store. I bought everything that we need to be here for a week and a half. So we don't have to go to the store for a week and a half. Yeah. I planned out every meal, every snack, every everything breakfast I, I, I need to start calculating our toilet paper rationing here honestly yeah <laughs> because it's not getting too bad because luckily target we're big target people as well, i think our whole little friend group is at yeah. least with kyler sky well kyle and skyler mm-hmm. um they always have this dumb thing where like oh spend like 30 dollars and get a five dollar gift card so i just buy so much toilet paper it's not even funny and i just like have stacks of it in my garage and it's just and, but it wasn't like a like a doomsday prep thing. It's no, just it that's like, normal. Oh, that's... I get five dollars if I buy three packs of toilet paper. Okay. So luckily, we were decently stocked. I was about halfway through my <laughs> last like pile. But we're running low. Well, yeah. So I have some hidden around the house. Well, and our bidet is still at the old house. Yeah. So we, if you get that bidet over here, our toilet paper use goes down like seventy five percent. You're strictly right. I know. So we got to do that. And also, we got to get over to that house to get the rest of the stuff out. I know. I know. I kind of want to take the dogs to see it one last time. Nope. That is strictly just a waste of time. Why? (laughs) Why? That would be kind of funny watching them run around the vacant house. I know. Like run into the bedroom. (laughs) Right? That's what I think. I think it'd be really cute. I think we should do it. It'd be funny having you go back there. You haven't been there since. What? You think I'm going to be like, (laughs) I'll be like the dogs. You haven't been there since it's been vacant. Sierra left, like, what was it? You Like, I, I was moving the rest of the stuff out, and then you kind of left, and then that's when I really cleaned it out. Yeah. So, you haven't seen it, like, super empty. Mm-mm. That'd be weird. Sierra's been team unpack. I've been team pack and move everything from the old house. Mm-hmm. Which, we had a really good cadence, and then we just kind of puttered out the last two days. <laughs> yeah. But. I vlogged this morning, like, okay, guys, today's going to be me reorganizing my closet. Guess what I didn't do? I still have to unpack my closet. I well, that's the other thing. Every time I like, go, I get dressed. I'm like, oh, I'm still getting dressed out of a cardboard box. <laughs> I unpack myself. I know. I'm still, <laughs> still very behind. <sighs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and end this podcast so we can go in the, uh, the, the spa. 
Oh, the spa. The yes, spa. I know exactly what I'm going to purposely about. call it a hot tub or a jacuzzi just because I'm just going to call it a warm body of water. Ew. <laughs> sounds <laughs> really gross. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Thank you for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the podcast channel. It helps us out a lot. Um, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. Five stars, please. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Sierra and I Ramble for however long we just rambled. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting back in the swing of things here. We'll be uh, next one. We're going to be back swinging hard as ever. I think the next podcast we're going to do is telling like embarrassing childhood stories to each other. Oh, we gathered those a while yes. ago. We texted our families and we're like, hey, do you guys have any embarrassing stories? And then everything happened. And <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that would be fun. I don't even know if I still have those texts, but I got to find them. I wrote mine down, so I am set. I didn't write anything down. <laughs> I don't think like that. Also, I love that you're wearing the headphones over your hat. It's very Steven. Thank you. It's very stylish. You became a hat guy, like, recently. Not... It's been a little more than recently. Well, it's been, like, six months to a year. So when I get a haircut, they, like, you know, they style your hair for you. So, like, I won't wear a hat because I styled it. And then I come to work and everyone's like, whoa, where's your hat? Like, ooh, well, no hat today. I'm like, that's like for me when I start realizing like, oh, well, people really expect me I'm to a hat guy. I'm <laughs> that guy now. <laughs> so, yeah. It's cute. I like the dad hat look on you. Wowie. Anyways, <laughs> what's, it is, it is 10 o'clock at night. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for watching. Bye.